Hi, you're listening to Mixed Congeniality on Radio Fodder. This episode was recorded on the stolen land of the Wurundjeri people. We would like to pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this land always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Like Dexies, like you won't solve it, but like yeah, it but... Just, you know, sadly you can't get high and Dexies you know. not comparable substances. Mixed Congeniality is a love letter to our younger selves who pretended not to know what Wattpad was and watched Fast and Furious on a first date. We deep dive into topics that have been thrown in the chiclet bin. We dust them off, polish them up, and go on ADHD tangents while we're at it. Hi! <laughs> so we totally spoke over each other just then. That's um, all right. But welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Hi, um, And welcome to another week of lockdown. Woo-hoo. I hope everyone's keeping their sanity mm-hmm. and I hope if you're not keeping your sanity as I have felt at some points that that lack of sanity feels uh, temporary instead of permanent uh, yes that's the advice I'm giving this week yeah. I hope everyone's doing well um Chelsea how's yeah. your little week been my little week been um Good. How has your week been, Harvey? Thank you for asking. Um, my week has mostly been bad. Oh, no. My inability to leave the house. Um, however, today I was like, I'm going to get myself. I was a little funky, funky episode that I've been mm-hmm. in. And so I put on a little sundress. It had, it, uh, it, it's a vintage sundress with tiny pink flowers on it. And I don't, I don't get femme that often. But when I do, I just feel like the daintiest little bitch. In the whole wide world, and it's great. Aristocratic, aristocratic <laughs> yeah. Jane character. I felt know. like a, a goddamn walking picnic of a person. It was great. Um, and I went on a little walk in the sunshine, and I was feeling great. And I was listening to um, some funky tunes. Mm-hmm. And then I was in front of these kids, and I full slipped a boob. You. <laughs> You like like my boob like my entire boob full popped out bestie just jumped bestie wanted to be like bestie left the rock there was no formal acknowledgement that these children had in fact seen my boob Mm -hmm. but the mum did kind of give me a weird look and my boob was out there for a good a good five seconds I would say before I noticed it doesn't sound like that long in terms of boob falling out time though because I have sometimes been in a park or like public where my boob has fallen out if you don't notice it straight away it's a bit it's a bit of a moment because you're just a bit terrified of who can see and that's enough for a lot of people to see to have a glance (laughs) that's been my week (laughs) what a fun time (laughs) um Chelsea what have you been daydreaming about I've been daydreaming about home um <laughs> I miss my sisters a lot uh, yeah. um because I was meant to see them like three times and every time I'm about to go see them there's been a lockdown so I've actually decided to go to Perth and quarantine <laughs> so yeah leaving on Tuesday <laughs> this Good is today um and I'm quarantining at my mum's house so not only am I going to live at home for the first time since moving out and being on my own, I'm choosing to spend it quarantining. You literally can't leave. I have been daydreaming about just being in the sun, not being in lockdown, 
and also seeing my sisters I've been like imagining us driving because we have this thing where we have like a little karaoke when I drive them to school every morning um (laughs) even when last year when I wasn't in school and we have not karaoke too because these are the songs that have come out since I've not seen them Mr Perfectly Fine good for you most of Olivia Rodrigo's discography that's crazy exactly that is a driving album that is a driving album especially since my sisters bond and I bonded over driver's license when it first came out and I yeah. made turn them all into Swifties they've all become Swifties because of me so there's like a lot of songs you need to catch you're doing up. the hard work I am doing the lord's work <laughs> literally this is what the catholic church was teaching me so that's what I've been daydreaming about and I decided to manifest it in reality by choosing to quarantine so I could spend two weeks with my sisters in mid-sem break so we'll see if that goes good or not hell yeah um, we'll find out next week on the podcast um but that's very exciting it is very exciting what have you been daydreaming about I mean just like generic lockdown shit I've been daydreaming about like seeing my friends Mm -hmm. um I've been having little daydreams and you know shit's bad when you're daydreaming about like times in lockdown that were better than the times in lockdown you're currently in but what I've been daydreaming about is like the picnic phase of second wave (laughs) This is so sad. So it was excited. like it was like getting warm and everyone like put in so much effort and they made little treats and you'd get it was like super hot but then like it would turn to evening and the sun would kind of burn off and you'd like mm-hmm. put on a little jumper and you'd just be like outside with your mates eating good food and like really like savoring each other's company because you hadn't seen each other for so long. Mm-hmm. And I've been having little little daydreams about having picnics with my friends. I'm so excited for picnic season. I cannot wait to be that bitch with my film, dressing up in my 70s getup, because that's when I feel I wore like my full-on 70s flowy outfits in picnics. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that's the perfect energy to bring. I and pulled I'm- out my best outfits. I really did. I will be a little bit salty though if Melbourne gets out of lockdown while I'm still in quarantine. Like there's a little part of my evil, like jealous don't you dare don't even don't even say <laughs> no, that I, won't, I know because I well just, we're out here fucking manifesting our destinies please don't I'm manifest that destiny that. for myself I watch ContraPoints Envy today I'm um, halfway through it okay it's very good so I have learned that this is just a toxic behavior of humanity that I can grow out of yeah yeah so I'm not gonna bring that into the universe but I can project what my feeling's going to be as soon as that happens. What have you cooked during this lockdown week, Harvey? Let me know. Um, I've been getting a bit into it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I made some bao buns and I uh, made like a sweet taro filling for the center of them. Ooh. And they weren't my best work. I think I made them too thick on the bottom and too thin on the top. Mm-hmm. But the flavors were good. Yeah. You know? So I think room for improvement. And it was the first time I made them. First time I make any type of any type of stuffed bow. Oh, that's quite fun. So uh, a challenge, but lessons to learn. And I also made um, Basque burnt cheesecake, which is like a, a cheesecake. <laughs> it's like a baked cheesecake, but you kind of caramelize it a bit and it gets a nice like kind of toffee caramelizy flavor. And it's fucking delicious. It was very good. I love cheesecake um, so much. Yeah. And then I just made other bits and bobs. I got, there's a lot of um, like very specific food delivery services in Melbourne. Have you noticed this? 
Yes, so I tend to order straight from Uber Eats all the time because mm. I get a gold pass, so I get cheaper Ubers when I go back to Perth after clubbing. So that's my <laughs> I'm saving. You've my- got your priorities sorted. I've got my no, fair enough. Plans going. There's just so many like businesses in Melbourne that specifically deliver like one thing. Like there's Tarts and Non that just delivers like tarts, and there's one eight hundred Lasagna which you may have guessed, just delivers just lasagna. lasagna. How have I not known about this? Uh, 1-800 lasagna is so good. Tarts are non, you have to be like on it. Like you have to be like on the website at the time to get, and then even still, sometimes you don't get the tart. It's very competitive. But I ate a lot of French toast because I got a delivery from Northside Hala, which just delivers Hala. And Hala makes the best French toast because it's like spongy and absorbent mm. and soft, but it's not like as sweet as a brioche, Yeah, which I like better. So I've been eating a lot of French toast. That's Those have been my meals of the week. I have, I guess that was bread and I'm glad, and I think <laughs> that I was correct in assuming. Yes, it is, it is in fact bread. <laughs> I was just like, that sounds like a bread. Actually, I'm going to bring in this text I received from my Nana this morning, who for context is an Irish Catholic. Please do. Um, so I was like, hey, oh, by the way, I'm looking for, to see if I can get a GTG pass to go into Perth so I can actually see my sisters for mid and break as planned, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I'll pray to St. Corona, saint of in, patron saint of infectious diseases. And thing is, if she was referring to like making a joke about patron saints, she misspelled Corona, which is why I'm not 100% sure if she was Have aware. Have you just looked up wrote. who the, the patron saint of infectious diseases is? Um, I'm doing that now. <laughs> that, that would have been a very good thing. And I couldn't tell, so I just said, thank you, Nana. White love heart. Ha ha. But what if she made a funny joke and you just absolutely blanked her? It's okay. It's Saint Rita. So I think maybe so Nana was made, making a joke and you just absolutely snuffed her. <laughs> I was like, hey, you left her to a cold crowd. Yeah, I my nana says a lot of jokes and I never realize they're jokes until she says it. And I, so I, rough. I feel so mean because she oh she just texted me. She said, So dear one, what's happening? She's such a sweetheart. Oh, I just nana. never know. Nana. She's also a bit of a hippie as well, and I love her so much for that. Oh, oh I love oh. I love nice old people. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like I know we're talking about like lords, so we're gonna bring this into a different lord real quick. Um, there is a Saint Corona, and she is one of the patrons of pandemics. So she, was, <laughs> she wasn't saying a joke, guys. This is been a roller coaster. Same time. Wow, is that okay. why they called it Corona? No. No. Surely not. <laughs> <laughs> Did they name it after? I mean, I'll look up with who the Saint of Corona. Oh, she's a woman. Women in STEM. <laughs> <laughs> no. Our Lord and Savior. Miss Lord is who we're discussing today, not St. Corona, but Miss Lord and her new album, which came out Friday. Yeah, two days ago. Yes, two days ago. Solar Power, her much anticipated third album. What were your initial reactions? Okay. So as you guys all know, um, I have been a Lord stan forever because Unfortunately, I am a survivor of Tumblr. So because of this, I was fully aware of her presence for a while. And I was always a little bit too young to fully appreciate her albums. I always had to wait two years. Yeah. This is important because it's framing my context and how I approach the third album. For instance, Pure Heron, I was like 12, 13 when it came out. So I wasn't experiencing that whole 
turning 15 and 16 how fun is going to parties in youth because I was a little nerd doing Sherlock fan fiction <laughs> so yeah. I didn't, it wasn't until I was like 14 15 that I fully appreciated ribs for what they are and was the little poor kid who had a financial aid scholarship going to a rich private school so therefore I was like we'll never be royals ahaha uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. so I didn't appreciate that until two years later when I was around 14 15 which is when melodrama came out loved it melodrama is like in my opinion a perfect album but I didn't really melodrama like I'm sorry lord can release a thousand other albums melodrama will always be will always my be. number one always I didn't like melodrama as much as pure heroin when it first came out Neither did I. I was 15 yeah and therefore in my pure heroin phase lord miss ella was 15 when she created royals i think it was so like you know i was at that stage of life it's only now that i am to quote perfect places 19 and on fire yeah and having this fear about like being a 19 year old in a city by myself melbourne for t- to perth melbourne is a global city so, <laughs> the I, bustling not metropolis living, of melbourne not to say i am living lord's life but <laughs> i get that like weird like first proper heartbreak transition to adulthood feeling now so yeah that's how i've so with this knowledge in mind that's how i've approached solar power to being it is a very good album and i really loved it i just don't think i'm at that phase yet for a lot of the themes she discusses i agree for my personal self I am like I'm not at any point in this podcast gonna say I wish Lord had made an album that was more depressed because I think Lord has created an album that is resonant of her experiences and that's all we can ask for her and I think in a couple years when I am hopefully fingers crossed a bit more settled in my identity and self I thought you were about to say happy That's a, that's a lofty goal that I will not set for myself. Um, I also, I don't think it is a happy album. I just think oh, it's no. a more mature album than my current stage of life. Yes. I think um, as the months get warmer, mm-hmm. it's going to mature like fine wine. Mm-hmm. But I do think I'm not like listening to the songs. I'm not listening to most of the songs and mm-hmm. being like, wow vibes except for that one line from (laughs) man with an axe which should we discuss when we go through the songs oh wait or do you want to mention it now I'm just gonna pull it up now when when she's like you what is it you had the same favorite record as my dad and I I should have known my favorite lyrics from each song written down for when we fully divest through this album and this is one of my favorite ones um in the man with an axe um, I should have known when your favorite record was the same as my father's, you would take me down. True shit, Lord. She is not wrong. She <laughs> went for the fucking jugular. I, when I first heard this album, my response was, I can't wait to be on a beach with like, I, this is the type of song you hear with your, like your high school friends that you still talk to. Yeah. Maybe a little bit stoned <laughs> at the <laughs> beach. And just like, it's a chill day, it's warm. And then you go and have like, acai bowls this is a very frio experience I'm explaining this sounds very per this is very frio you go to the markets you go to the beach you might run into Kevin from Tamer Impala but you have to pretend you did it and then you and maybe Scarlett from San Cisco and then you can be like she went to my high school and then you have an mm-hmm. acai bowl and then you like just vibe drive around on the freeway yeah. and that is what I can imagine this 
album to do. And I'm currently not, don't have access to a car or a good beach. So I can't really live that experience just yet. I think it's going to be really good for my existential summer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm looking forward to that as I kind of go through my like, I'm about to graduate crisis, Mm -hmm. but it's also warm and I'm going to the beach. I think this album is going to be perfect for that. Should I give my, my rant? Sure. Rant away. Okay. So I have a bit of a rant and you're going to have to bear with me because I'm going to go down some little rabbit holes Okay. And then I'll like loop it back around. It's going to be super profound and intelligent at the end. Okay. We're all going to be here being like, wow, so true. Okay. Um, so I'm going to talk about romanticism um, and why I think we're in like a second era of romanticism right now and how Ms. Lord fits into it. Mm-hmm. I, um, yes. 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 So romanticism, for those who don't know, was kind of like a post-enlightenment period of like uh literature art etc and it was a response to like all the shit that was going on in the late 18th and early 19th century I'm talking like French Revolution I'm talking industrialization I'm talking uh rise of capitalism a little bit Adam Smith vibes wasn't it yeah etc etc yeah I know the founder of capitalism cool (laughs) yes yeah you're correct Adam Smith our boy, not my boy, not, not either of our boys, boy. but a boy who existed boy. and caused some havoc. Um, and romanticism was like kind of like almost anti-enlightenment was very sentimental. Um, it was like very like based around nature um, and it was kind of a political backlash to the gregarious amount of change that was occurring. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are like a couple of distinct movements within romanticism. So at one end, we kind of have like the the mother daughter duo of Mary Shelley and Mary Wollstonecraft, who is like writing about how women deserve rights, writing about mm-hmm. like uh, Frankenstein in this kind of like macabre technologies taking over the world kind of way. And then on the other end, we have like the Lakes poets, and they they all kind of like moved from the city. <laughs> into the country Chelsea's holding up hella books for context I my one of my favorite eras of all time is romanticist era um and like I've got Wordsworth poets I've packed my Elizabeth um no sorry my Emily Dickinson though Elizabeth Barrett Browning also counts um poems in my suitcase at the moment my letters of John Keats this is my poem of John Keats I have right here I love John Keats yeah Dickinson um romanticism is incredible I love the romantic period but basically all of these writers were like fuck capitalism fuck industrialization and they fucked off to the countryside and they wrote poems about nature um in like a quite a political way um however there's like a couple problems with it kind of like wait give me a second to collect my thoughts Mm -hmm. um their poems and their stories were filled with like nostalgia and they're all about like nature and simplicity and a return to a simpler time. And the problem with that is like Wordsworth and Cold Coleridge were like well-educated rich folk who had yeah. the option to kind of like opt out of capitalism and industrialization. Mm-hmm. And they proceeded to like romanticize a kind of simple peasant existence that they'd never actually lived and that didn't exist. For a- um, and it wasn't like universal. Sorry, what were you going to say? Sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted. My, one of my favorite episodes of Dickinson, which is like, for those of you who don't know, is like a, 
lesbian period drama comedy. So um, good. <laughs> so good. Um, where John Mulaney plays a poet called <laughs> Henry David Thoreau. And it's basically, who's in my opinion, the perfect like figure of this. He was like, I want to run away to the lakes to quote Miss Taylor Swift, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, he was staying at his mom's house. Yeah. Um, he just happened to live in a cottage and have a backyard. Like, they were all staying at their fucking mom's house. Um, and I want to be very clear. I, I'm not saying this is what Lord is doing. Um, but I think it's interesting how Lord plays into this. Because I think yes. that's a moment we're at a very similar kind of artistic era mm-hmm. as the romantic period. We have a lot of change and unrest from like, you name it, climate mm-hmm. change, late stage capitalism, racism, the resurgence of the far right. Yes. The rise in technology. I'm going to stop so I don't get too sad. The environment. Um, and a lot of art that's being produced yeah. at the moment is like very much about nostalgia and a kind of like romantic return to a simpler life. Yes. And we see like cottage core as a trend, like morning routines on YouTube, the rise of like star signs and witchy shit yes. and van lifers um, and like Taylor Swift talking about the lakes poems in her songs and like folklore and evermore very strong like romanticism vibes I would also like the other conventions of like the appreciation of nature and also love and death and the bringing into a lot of mythology you can also find reference in a lot of Mitski and Phoebe Bridges yes absolutely you find in like John Keats poetry Um, yeah 100% um I think the thing is, though, like as things inevitably get worse and worse for us as a society, there's going to be a real big polarization between the way like rich and famous people handle their problems mm-hmm. through like retreativism, whilst the rest of us get like more and more consumed by capitalism and technology. Um, and I think like there's definitely a time and a place for like escapism. Everyone knows I love escapism. Yeah, I think there's a big problem with romanticism in art because it's not universally accessible and it's quite like appropriative and it's not like structural. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first heard Solar Power, I was a little worried that Lord had lost me. Yeah. Um, like I did not have the liberty, nor did most people, to spend my lockdown on a beach smoking weed and dancing. Mm-hmm. Like I just retreated further and further online. I did not throw my my cellular device into the water. I fucking glued myself to it to tether myself to reality. Yeah. Um, but then Miss Lord pulls like a fast one on us and she releases all these like super interesting critical songs. We've got like Mood Ring, yes. which I think is like an absolute comment on like romanticism 2.0 manifesting in the wellness industry. Yes. And she talks about like, the way that this kind of like idea of the romantic return has been appropriated and like price tagged and sold off to rich people. Um, And at the end of the day, everyone's still just fucking numb to the world. Um, Stoned at the nail salon really encapsulates that kind of like numb existentialism that like kind of comes hand in hand with escapism. Um, Leader of a new regime. She goes right for the jugular. She's like, I'm going to go off to you know, I'm a rich person. So I'm going to go up to my private Island with my suitcase full of magazines when the heat death of the universe happens, um, which is big, like rich people are going to handle their problems different to the rest of us type situation. Um, And so what I kind of love about this album 
is we get like this kind of clever use of romanticism of this like simplicity of these motifs of escapism but it's kind of coupled with this really biting critique of like um, escapism Mm -hmm. of the way that it's being commercialized of the disparity between rich and poor people etc etc and so I really love that element of the album and I really think Lord is just telling us all that it's time for us to have like a numb existential summer and I'm here for it I'm here for that I sorry that was my very long rant no that's okay I have a couple of thoughts I also did a breakdown on a couple of different songs picking out my favorite lyrics if we want to go through that um, but one of the things is like when so I know she wrote a lot of this stuff before COVID, um, which is interesting to consider looking back, yeah. she recorded some of it through COVID. Also, another thing that like I find very interesting is like New Zealand was in a very different place. And yeah, yeah, then like what Victoria was. I remember New I New Zealand was so lucky. Yes, New Zealand was so lucky. I also whenever people talk about the perils of 2020, I always feel a bit iffy to weigh in because I was very lucky to be in a state where things were back to normal before the mid-year. Yeah. We still had lockdowns every now and then, but WA was quite a privileged place to be in. So Mm. whenever people complain about the fact they can't relate to a lot of the happiness, go to the beach feeling, I don't really feel like I should weigh in on that perspective. Yeah. Like if if I'm being honest, I can't relate to the happy go to the beach feelings, Mm -hmm. which doesn't like, I don't think that means it's not a good album. I just think like yeah it's not relatable and I think Lord toes the line well between being out of touch and not out of touch because of the kind of comments she makes about the like nature of the fact that she can kind of escape. Lord has always been an interesting figure she's always been a lot more reserved about her private life and I feel like that's really helped her and she yeah. is very politically involved specifically with New Zealand like she came back to like promote hey we have this legislation in regards to like cannabis which I think might be a good idea um if you read her if you watch her 73 questions interview so she cares a lot about New Zealand legislation but yeah. sometimes she can say some really out of touch things like yeah controversy was taking a photo of a bathtub and captioning it I will always love you and that was her biggest controversy. <laughs> she was 19 when she did this. And I don't know. Not how- on fire, apparently. Not- yeah, not on fire because that was not a good move. Um, but whenever someone is like below the age of 25 about doing stuff, some people are very big on the whole brains developing things. So I will point out she was 19, but she sometimes does do things she clearly doesn't think through. Yeah. And- also, I've heard the thing about her like record, leaving the doors open to like record the noise of the protests yeah I don't I haven't seen the interview so I don't know what she said um I think people have gotten like people initially thought she was talking about the BLM protests which would have been wildly inappropriate yeah but she was referring to the climate protests of 2019 which I still don't think is great Mm -hmm. I think bestie maybe get out there and do something rather than just like picking up the background noise quite literally my history with Lord as a person, I think she's just always found a way. And I think this is another transition for solar power. She's always found a way to encapsulate the we um, in everything. Yeah. Like pure heroin was about the teenage experience and like critiquing like the, like the, it was very much a like return to the grunge of the nineties of Kurt Cobain of like teens want authenticity. Like yeah. it was an attempt to be that, but she was also an upper middle-class girl singing about we'll never be royals when I don't know which (laughs) for me listening to that coming from my working class single parent household yeah look lord has in fact become kind of royal 
the, pretty, the royal, pretty rich in my in my opinion she's a royal to me yeah. um and melodrama is like very much the 1920s just moved out of home experience personally I think um but also solar power is very much I think if she was in America for those past four years it probably would have turned out differently yeah but also why should we hate on New Zealand for doing things correctly <laughs> In saying that, we know how I feel about Lord, but we can still critically engage in it. I'm so glad you brought up the romanticist because there's a lot of like this that I do feel happening within our culture and the art that's being created. Yeah. So the first song, The Path, um, this is like harmonies wise, absolutely beautiful. This is one of the ones that Claire and Phoebe, aka Clara and Phoebe Bridges, but I say Claire and Phoebe because I'm manifesting we're going to be friends, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> was backup singers in this album. Lord also wrote this al- um song herself. The opener and the end are the ones she wrote herself like without Jack Antonoff's help yeah um, which what do you think about the like her comment that people saying it's Jack Antonoff's like being passed around by like a blunt sort of thing um and she's saying it's misogynistic I just want to get your thoughts on that I mean I think there are elements of what she said that I think are correct like people saying that Lord owes a lot of her success to Jack Antonoff pretty misogynistic also people who talk incessantly about like speculate on whether or not they dated or yeah. had a romantic relationship. I'm like, leave it be. I do think Jack Antonoff is getting pop, uh, passed around by the pop girlies. Yes. But I don't think that's something we should put on the pop girlies. I think we should put that on the music industry for only having a singular man who a large majority of female artists are comfortable working with. Yeah, I think it goes with saying that a lot of different types of women as well like Clara is very different to Taylor Swift like in terms of the persona that they give off but the fact that everyone wants to work with him is probably a sign that um maybe you need good writers that aren't assholes yeah Um, it sucks that there is only one man mm -hmm. it sucks that there isn't someone who is not a cis man exactly that also too I am kind of glad she said that because I like I think the memes are funny the memes are objectively funny yeah um I will I will keep on sharing memes about how Taylor Swift is keeping Jack Antonoff in her basement because they're funny they're funny but it's you can engage with memes while also critically analyzing the context in which they're produced to quote cjdx who's one of my favorite video essays anyway okay so the path i really like it around like it starts off very slow like it's a very good album opener i don't think it's the best album opener of all time yeah um i think green light is the strongest album opener still to this day um but i really like how it's by like slowly transcends in then at 146 that's when like the like hypes up and the tempo goes up um my favorite lyrics as a little shout out is if you're looking for a savior well that's not me um two we're all broken and sad where all the dreams that we had can't find the dreams that we had and let's hope that someone shows us the path okay I have so many thoughts on these specific lyrics Harvey what are your thoughts on these this I love those lyrics this song wasn't my favorite just because I thought it was a like I don't think artists owe us relatability I just do think this song was very specific to being rich and famous. I have not listened to a lot of the songs individually. The only song is Mood Ring and Stoned at the Now So Long and Solar Powers because they're released as singles. So yeah. a lot of this I'm looking in terms of context of the album as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're looking for a savior, well, that's not me. There, I have recently deleted TikTok despite my want to be TikTok famous no. um, because I hate TikTok discourse um, for a couple of reasons. But one of the things that people have been bringing up is the idea of like celebrities being the spokes this is a very complicated discussion and I don't even know what my feelings are the idea of every celebrity having to be the spokesperson of every issue I don't know my thoughts on this I think Lord is extremely privileged and the idea of her recording protest makes me icky yeah (laughs) I also think like 
you have a platform and I think sometimes famous people think that their lives are really difficult and I think their lives are difficult but like I think there's a certain privilege that comes with the money and response like us and kind of yeah what you've been given and I do think it is important to use that platform yes I think so too and that's why I found this line quite interesting I know she like when she went remember how the internet went crazy when she downloaded Instagram and put on her story about the New Zealand legislation yeah Um, and she brought it up in a 73 questions in Vogue interview I just thought I don't know do we and like I don't know I think there's also an issue I don't know if she was referring to that or if it's the idea of like we idolize celebrities so much and hold them on this other thing that we forget that they are flawed individuals who also need to be held accountable like I don't know what you know like Bo Burnham's yeah the way I kind of read it the first time I heard it was kind of like I don't owe you relatability yeah but from the perspective of like writing songs for people Mm-hmm. but I don't know because I, I, it kind of ties in to like man with an axe where she's like I don't want to write songs about my trauma anymore kind of vibes yeah I don't know yeah I don't know I just thought that was interesting I love having discussions over lyrics so that's why I want to bring that up okay solar power I'm kind of like a pretty Jesus I um my housemate might have had a lot of discourse about this line Ooh. and whether or not it's problematic because of Jesus being a person of color oh yeah actually I've thought about it in my catholic brain as in like yes bring Jesus down (laughs) to like a normal human being I don't actually feel well placed to talk about this because I honestly like I don't think it's the be all and end all of political discourse lord saying that she's prettier than Jesus but I do think western beauty standards man I okay that is very fair this song in general I actually didn't hate the song when it came out um because it reminded me of like again not to bring fucking Perth into everything but (laughs) it reminded me of road trip down (laughs) what did it remind you of Chelsea no actually Margaret River which technically is in Perth and Mandra like the summer Mandra's the town which I'm from in particular like going down south with just like your family or friends going to the beach with the Yui boom because we're annoying teenagers (laughs) reminded me of that and it's happy and aspirational um, and I thought it was a good invitation to this era that she was going into. Is yeah. it a song I listen to a lot? No, but I think it, in terms of how it serves the album, it's good. It's like Future Nostalgia in Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. Yeah, that it's song not my fave, yeah. if I'm being honest, but mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a fun little summer bop. Yeah, I just always like songs that introduce the album because I like listening to albums, especially with Lord, because yeah. she's very pretentious, but in a way that I appreciate. The next song... California so many thoughts it's very much giving me romanticist the which is why I'm glad you brought up the romanticist because it's like this life's too superficial um and it sounds like an Eve Babbitt's essayist collection in terms of like the it does like that whole romanticization of LA you can hear but also the lyrics itself is a mockery of LA and I think that's very interesting like the sound of like one thing as well is like the chorus when it says California, it sounds very haunting, especially with the harmonies, kind of like a ghost, kind of creepy. Um, but like, then you have, it sounds like, what's that? It's the collection of essays is Slow Days, no. Fast Company. Day, fast day, yes, Slow Days, Fast Company. Yes, Which is like, primo. 
Very, for those for those who want a hot person read listening to solar power i think that especially yeah. California. listen to solar power read slow days fast company be hot that's what you need in life yeah i just thought it's very cool a special shout out to the lyric just because this is the one that stands out to me these aren't necessarily the best lyrics these are just the ones which i heard on the first time being like oh writing this down um it's hard to grow up with a cool head Oh, cool hand around my neck. Autocorrect when I was typing because I'm really bad at typing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel kind of not sorry for Lord. It's not relatable, this album. I this song. No. Sorry. Um, and I think there's a lot of discussions about celebrities being like, LA is so toxic. Like when Emma Chamberlain complains about it, I'm like, yes, do boo, be you. But then like her solution is to run away to New York. And I just really want to have that life. And I get I'm a bit- like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think Melbourne is kind of toxic how it keeps on going into lockdowns. You know what I'm going to do? Stay here because I do not have <laughs> the means to be literally anywhere else. Lord did have like massive growth. I just feel like as like a figure between seeing her again after Solar Power. Um, I just thought that was interesting. And I kind of want to know why, because she did really like just ditch California and spend and ditch all of her friends. Like she's no longer friends with Taylor Swift. And I want to know why. <laughs> Well, actually, I know why, um, because I'm on top. But, <laughs> but I thought it was like it's the pineapple I don't know. juice. <laughs> okay, pineapple juice for those of you who aren't obsessed with Jack Antonoff, Taylor Swift, and Lord Discourse. We don't have time for this. Okay, we don't have time for this. Never mind. Um, search the pineapple juice, Jack Antonoff. Find out for yourselves. <laughs> Do your own research. I love like Hotel California. I love the dangers of fame. I'm kind of a like a bit of a sucker for those sorts of narratives stoned at the now salon i absolutely adore the song on this whole album for a couple of reasons i want to hear your thoughts on it though stoned at the now salon i think would i would say is maybe one of my favorite tracks on the album definitely like top three i love i love the like existentialism i love the little like crisis moment i think it's like one of the more relatable songs on the album yeah. for me as well. I think we talked about this, um, but I, oh, my life is like what I want it to be kind of, but I'm still depressed vibe. Yeah. Changing things won't actually fix my mental health, you know, type type shtick, which I really get behind. What are your thoughts? Okay, Stone to the Now Salon now is what Rider in the Dark and Liability was for me at the time Melodrama came out. Yeah. appreciated what it was, but still like a couple of years before I like hit that stage of my life. I do think like Rider in the Dark took me a minute. Mm-hmm. Liability, I've always... I've always been up on that <laughs> sad, sad bitch. No, I was, um, I was sad, but I wasn't like heartbroken and like by yeah. someone else. I was heartbroken by myself. So it was a bit, <laughs> a bit different. Um, and I think that's what Stone in the Now Salon is for me. I'm just going to talk about what I love about it, like in terms of like lyrically. One of my favorite things is that she goes over these abstract ideas of like you saying existential dread, like all, um, all of the beautiful girls that will fade, like the roses, like the idea of like age, and youth being absolutely rubbed from you and the idea of like femininity and age ruining that is like such a central thing and like romanticism as well like I think this is where the romanticism thing comes out um and all the music at 16 you'll grow out of fucking hurt me and it's it's just all of these broad ideas and then she like ends it with um but I don't know maybe I'm just stoned in the now salon she's like maybe it's not that deep and I love that and I think that's the most relatable thing I'm like I'm getting in my own head I'm spiraling actually let me just check what cut I want for my nails. Do I want a coffin shape or? Yeah, I think like 
I often have a like have like it's not that deep moments with my own depression mm-hmm. where I'm like maybe chemicals in my brain just go brr instead of like you know fabric of reality shifting I will say one of the reasons why I don't think I'm at this stage of life yet is that there was one lyric which there's a lot of parts of this album that feels like Lord giving advice to younger self and her younger fans who are still in the melodrama phase and one of the particular lines was spend all the evenings you can with the people who raised you and I was just like oh <laughs> we would we would <laughs> we would yell at each other though so yeah like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm there yet Lord sometimes I'm not quite ready to spend mm. fully but the yeah idea- I love I love your relationship with your parents Lord super happy for you I think also because I'm in the mind frame of like just in my first year out of home so the yeah. idea of just like the people who raised me is just like not just my parents but also like the family friends who I got really close to and I got attached to like my friend's parents um, yeah quite nice to me um yeah and like like I said earlier I'm still in the melodrama phase of my life <laughs> I'm a mess so like I'm not quite at the yeah. power so it's going to take a couple of years but I think Stoned at the Nail Salon perfectly encapsulates this feeling of young adult transition to being out in the real world where you start to question like meaning properly but also at the end of the day, you're also still like a dumb kid who gets the nails done, but is stoned at the yeah. time, which I've never done, but now I'm inspired to. Okay, next song. This song that was kind of like out of, when I listened to the album, it was after Stoned at the Nails song that all of the songs started hitting with me more. And I think that's not an accident because of the contents of these songs, what it's about. The next song is Fallen Fruit. Um, and this like, just listened to me, like, I didn't know why it stuck with me straight away. And then I looked at the lyrics because a lot of this, this album is easy to just like ease by like background music. Um, anyway, what do you think of this song before I go into my favorite lyrics? I really like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to have profound thoughts on all of them, but I love, I love the like tonal shift at the bridge of the song. I think yeah. that's great. This is, I think, I don't have like an actual ranking yet. If anyone follows my private Instagram, don't worry. I will be doing <laughs> I, every one of my favorite anticipated albums. I still haven't done Clara's new album yet. So we'll see. I haven't oh, like, I done a full listen of Clara's new album yet. Haven't you? No. It's pretty. It's one of the, it's similar to Solar Power. You can get by by just like embracing the beauty of how it sounds. But if you want a deeper analysis of certain songs, it's quite easy to do so. What was I saying? What had to do? Oh yeah, I haven't done a ranking of that, but I'm about to see my rankings of songs coming up soon. So we'll see what happens. And I think Fallen Fruit will be in the top three. Yeah. Um, this particularly hurt me and why I keep listening to it because I have constant crises about the environment once a day. I once had to buy a shirt for work when I first got it and I could only afford a Kmart shirt. And I had a breakdown that night saying I am the reason the planet is dying which is so like which is just how capitalism wants you it's just in your little trap buying your little eco straws like I am aware feeling guilty I I am aware that that mindset is letting Jeff Bezos win yeah also I can't help it so hearing this song kind of broke me but also like in an odd way inspired me anyway my favorite lyrics we didn't know the dreams we had were far too big. Just rip my heart out next uh, time. <laughs> just, yeah. just take my, it, Lord. Just rip my heart out. It'll cause the same pain. But how can I love what I know I'm about to lose? Again. Just, <laughs> just like cut a finger off my hand. Yeah, <laughs> just the take, same take effect it. physically. You might as well. Um, and also like just the whole bridge section. It starts off from the Nissan 
to the plane and I think that's like a direct reference like cars and like what we're told is like the individual choices we can make yeah um, in terms of technology and everything and with a pocket full of seeds it's time for us to leave there are so many ways you can interpret this bridge the idea of like is it like you can do the typical individualist one stop driving around in cars use public transport also just like the fact that she names a company I don't know kind of like head into it I also like I think she talks about it in this song and she also talks about it in later of a new regime this idea of like societal rebirth Mm -hmm. um as like a very flawed solution to climate change that will only work for rich people yes um very like colonizing mars vibes Mm -hmm. yes the elon musk solution to yeah oh my god also i know we're running mad over time can i have a moment of your time to talk about grimes Grimes. (laughs) Grimes i knew where this is going no when i say i love grimes i love it in like now as a downward spiral sort of the music makes my brain like spiky in a good way yes no however what a what a shit like what a bin fire of a tiktok if people don't know what we're talking about Grimes posted this tiktok of her like defending elon musk for being like her woke bae who's like solving climate change and she's like I'm not gonna defend him it's not my job to defend him but also here's me defending him for like a whole minute I'm just gonna ignore ignore all the apartheid money capitalism terrible work conditions anti-union Grimes is such a person (laughs) is she (laughs) good point and I'm sure I can do a whole analysis of like Elon Musk has not treated his wives nice in the past maybe there's something going on also it's odd that she's friends with Doja Cat and Lizzo and like like really good friends with Lizzo when she's this problematic um I don't know I have have more questions than Anne's. I just Grimes is so funny. She's she's unself aware. She's camp. uh, camp. (laughs) Grimes is camp. And Grimes is a terrible human who I do not endorse in any way, shape, or form. But she's doing it so camp. It's like she knows that she's high concept art, you know? Her her very existence, the fabric of her existence is high concept art. I think they're doing this on purpose. Like I'm a hundred because their humor has always been like this. I don't want to give them that credit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I anyway. Should we, we move on? on? Yeah. Yes, please. This song was so nice, and I think this is everyone's favorites. Well, it seems to be the one that I saw everyone reposting when it first came out. And this is "Secrets from a Girl" brackets parentheses. I don't know who's seen it all. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. This one kind of missed me a bit mm-hmm. the first time I heard it, and now I like it. But I don't think I'm gonna like put it on a playlist. Mm-hmm. This song freaked out a lot of the pure heroin stands, like the ones who remember, because she uses the same chords from Ribs. Uh. And she, like, brings it out. It's basically what, according to her analysis, this was inspired by how 15-year-old her felt when she created Ribs. Um, and it's basically just, like... I have to respect, because Ribs got me through a lot of things. Ribs was my anthem, um, as we're all aware from my 2014 Tumblr episode. But... Um, I don't know I thought it was kind of cute it's for me it's one of those songs that I feel like she's targeting towards her fans who are like the 18 and 9 year olds who are still in the melodrama phase yeah and it's like I know it's shitty but you will it will be okay um which is sometimes you really need to hear (laughs) yeah um but one of the lyrics is remember what you thought was grief before you got the call you're going to love again so try staying open I just think that's kind of wholesome 
And it's yeah. very much like a younger Lord, but also all of the fans who still listen to Liability on repeat, you will be okay. I'm going to be honest. Part of the song, which is like Robin yeah. being like, leave your emotional baggage at home. I hate that. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it so much. No beef with my queen, Robin. I, it was a lot. One of the things as well is like this whole song is like just an allusion to her past albums. Like the whole, the chords are from ribs, but also like crying in the dark at your best friend's parties. You've had enough. Got to turn the lights up. Go home. Anyone who's aware of melodrama, the alleged... The house party. is It's a house party. That's yeah. the concept album. The idea of green light, waiting for that green light yeah. um, is like a motif that just brings up a bit. If you wonder why a lot of people are reposting the song, but you don't think it's like your favorite song off of... Um, solar power I definitely think it's the nostalgia factor because she heavily plays on that for her past two yeah. anyway yeah moving on to the next one this is my <laughs> my first one my favorite it's um, so good I okay well I'll start off with okay so the title is the man with an axe there are so many ways you can interpret this song Harvey just <laughs> your thoughts first before I go on a deep dive listen I didn't want the most depressed song on the album to be my favorite and then to, to use an old expression that I've been told is vulgar and bad, Lord threw her entire pussy into this song. <laughs> yes. What are your thoughts? Oh, I adore the song. This one was the one I read because everyone reposted a song from Lord. This one was the one I reposted, yeah. which made people ask if I was okay. I am okay. I just happen to really like the song. Guys, <laughs> um, I really needed a new crying song from Lord this one provided it though this is where the confusion starts off with a lot I noticed when I first listened to this song I assumed it was a breakup heartbreak song because it's got those lyrics and then I like researched it um a bit more and a lot of people were saying it's a love song with her current partner I'm gonna just talk about the and this is what I wrote in the notes I can understand why people think it's a love song and I think it's about a toxic relationship yeah that's what I my interpretation is Shout out to the lyric, I should have known when your favorite record was the same as my father's, you would take me down. And I guess I'll always be this way, swallowed up by half the walls and her always to space. <laughs> Lord took a knife and ran. Maybe um, Lord is the man with the axe. Oh, that I mean, that is an interpretation. Um, my favorite, like, I don't know why, because if you listen to a lot of the lyrics, like the final lyric is I'm writing a love song for you, baby. And it's got some really nice heart breaking things but she's um like sorry loving things but then she says it in a way that is so violent um there is a specific lyric which is basically like in the literal sense it's a like it's a not a literal sense it the metaphor is i'm falling for you the two lines is you felled me clean as a pine she's a tree the man with the x and the look in his eyes so like she's a tree and he like cuts her down so she's falling for him but like the idea of cutting down a tree is basically killing it i love it i so love I that it's beautiful um, I think that's so clever. I think Lord has such a big, big old brain. She's so smart. Um, there is a lot of theories about it's about like her current boyfriend who's like 40 years old. Lord has had a history of dating significantly <laughs> older men, um, which also makes the dad comment <laughs> even really <laughs> me. You know what, bestie? Live your best life. Like, I don't know. It's just so interesting. Like the first lyric is, if I'd had to break it down, I'd say it's the way you love to dance, which sounds like a love thing. And that song is, I'm writing a love song for you, baby. But then there's, it's just like production wise, such a haunting. Yeah. 
like I mean, she's not a happy song it's not happy and I don't know it's she, it's ah that's why I love it and I can understand why people interpret it as a love song I just don't I besties think it's get help relationship besties I think besties get help if it's a love song in the sense that like twilight hashtag ya tumblr after mm. Wattpad love <laughs> maybe you need to reconsider your priorities and maybe Wattpad shaped you a bit too much um okay the next one is dominoes this one because i think is the man with an axe left me so hurt <laughs> and so this profound. one i don't think i full like jumped on the first listen round because man with an axe yeah hit me yes and then dominoes i was like okay cute yes when I think it's now that I'm looking at it, I actually don't have a favorite lyrics. I think it's because I'm just trying to figure out what the song was about when I was listening to it. It feels mm-hmm. like mocking like the industry boys at mm-hmm. the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the kind of vibe I got. Mm-hmm. Yes. Actually, no, I agree with that take. I'm just trying to figure out why I agree with it. Okay. So the idea of like mocking men who romanticize an era or who think they're so cool yeah America I do understand that in this interpretation because it sounds like at the beginning he's name dropping and I'm so cool I'm not like other guys because I do yoga yeah yes and then just yes sorry it feels very like um soft boy male manipulator vibes Mm -hmm. yes yeah um the quote of Mr start again I think is like one of the best signs of that because it's like the idea of like the whole Mad Men energy. Did you watch Mad Men? Yes. Yeah, you know how at the end, Dondre was like finding himself? Oh, and he's like, you know, meditating on a hill. Meditating on a hill. Yeah. This feels like she's mocking the man who saw that and was like aspirational. They were like, yes, this is masculinity. This is my vibe. Yes. And the idea of being rebirthed is like what they're doing now. It it feels very much like a nepotistic rich boy who like hates the fact that he has rich parents. One of the things that really like leans to this is like, Another girl who knows the woman that you hurt. It's strange to see you smoking marijuana. I used to do the most cocaine. And that to me is like the Don Draper. Is that how his name is? Yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. It's very, um, you know, like same shit, different aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Vibes. Yeah. So went from like New York to Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to New York. Sure, yeah. I mean, Brooklyn <laughs> gentrifying Brooklyn people. I mean, it's pretty gentrifying. I also don't know. I've been to New York once for like seven even. days, so I'm not going to claim to be an expert on this. Okay, Big Star's the next song. And when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, is this about like pure platonic friendship with like your best friends? Haha. <laughs> it's about a dog. It's about a dog. When I heard it was about her dog. Oh, so cute. I love I, it when people write songs about their dogs. I do. I did feel this way towards my dog, Holly. Like I... <laughs> She was a big dummy that everyone loved. Yeah. <laughs> I loved her more than life could say. When I first listened to it, I was like, is this about like her friendship with like her like close female friendships and like Jack Antonoff? Like, you know how she says she loves her friends so much constantly. Yeah. And I feel like you could relate to it. Like I used to love the party. Now I'm not all right. Hope the honeybees make it home tonight. I thought that was a bit sweet. Yeah. Um, I want to take your picture as a line because when things I love, I just like, I want to take a picture of you. <laughs> like I just like let me like, um I don't know I feel like this is just like a sweet song you can lend yourself to everything and I'm appreciative yeah. and hearing this was about a dog made me cry the next one is leader of a new regime and it's an interlude I just want to start off saying 
in terms of Lord and her interludes, I think she's one of the best in the industry at creating her album interludes. The only other people I consider are possibly better is Chloe and Halle. As like the up and coming yeah. pop girlies, I think Chloe and Halle are maybe do it better, but even then also. Her interludes do slap. Out. I yeah. think this song is really good. I think this song is good enough that you could put it on a playlist and like mm-hmm. you wouldn't even like feel the interludiness of it. Um, I love the commentary of it. I already talked about it in my romanticism rant, so I'm not going to go yes. over it too much. But I love the kind of um, like commenting on how rich people are handling climate change. I love the imagery of like the Hollywood starlet with her suitcase of magazines. Mm-hmm. going to a new world as like the super romantic vision um but then also kind of talking about the like how macabre and like fucked up that is yeah yeah I'm not gonna add too much because I pretty much agree with everything you're gonna say um I just think it does everything it should do and that is like be a summary of the album so far there's climate change the superficiality of fame Hollywood slash the rich yeah Americans all in one and like the desperation of like a decent society Um, abiding critique yes mood ring is in my top three favorite ones to critique but also top three ones to listen to Mm -hmm. i love i love the early 2000s vibes of this song the like guitar in this really reminds me of um the song unwritten yes that was my my absolute fucking jam as a kid (laughs) Um, I, I don't know if it's intentional that she bought in the kind of like Y2K guitar pop vibes, but I really like it. (laughs) But yeah, um, (laughs) anyway, but yeah, it does remind me of that era. This is, there's so much to go off. There's been, this, there's been so much analysis of this. I mean, I deleted TikTok a couple of days ago, but like when this came out, there was a lot of analysis on it. Um, I love the mocking of the wellness industry. I love Um, it. For anyone who wants to do one of my special interests, one is like, is the idea of like the um, pipeline from like the opening of the wellness industry and alternative medicine to Q- QAnon. Pipeline. Oh my God. I wrote an entire essay on this last semester and it kind of destroyed me and now I don't want to talk about it, but okay. it was a really interesting essay. The song I think is great because if you don't listen to the lyrics, it just is like a very like cleanse your crystals, mm-hmm. your chakras bop, and then you listen to it and it's like super biting and I think that kind of is so self-referential of the song itself yes I also think the music video because we were lucky enough to be blessed with a music video the fact that Lord is blonde but also has a bit of a bad wig in it I think is love it yeah purpose um to mock a certain like image of like how the wellness industry is repackaged and resold to be like this how to look like like be like the you know the that girl trend on TikTok who like yeah. Kelly has so that girl trend is the bane of my existence. I hate that trend. And then Moya did an episode video like vlog with trying to be that girl for a day, and I was like, "You're allowed to," but no and one. I was else. like, "All right, Moya." It's like it's very clinical, but it's got the idea of like the green dress, the bad blonde wig, the idea of like them all being like angelic together. I just think, yeah, love um, it. I do think it's a mockery of like the white obsession with crystals and sage and dyed hair and mm-hmm. meditation. Um, like the appropriation of like key religious things yes that everyone's guilty of at the moment um I also love how sinister solar power feels when you put it alongside this song yes I think they're a really interesting like couple as two songs like 
the music video side by side and also the methodology of the song side by side I think is really interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that's like I think this is where like Lord is like self-aware to the sense that like she happens I mean I know a lot of this album was written before COVID and I know that's important to consider um and she was in New Zealand and it's not like her fault that she was in like a had a decent leader um for like all of COVID which is why a lot of people from America can't relate to this album but it's almost as if she's self-aware of the sense that like this is such like a privileged perspective and I think that's where she's towing the line of yeah I think this song and solar power are like two sides of the same coin yes yeah is what I would say shall we get on to our last song yes um oceanic feeling that this is Oceanic Filling is actually letter to Sigmund Freud. So I have questions where he's basing it off. Wild. Yes. It's the phrase of Oceanic Feeling from Roman Roland to refer to a sensation of eternity as a feeling of being one with the external world as a whole. And then she's using that like letter in which he describes this perfect feeling of being connected to the world from this area as a way to describe New Zealand and like the current world she's in. I mean, go off, Lord. Sure. I mean, I don't know. That's not like confirmed. It's just if you search up oceanic feeling, that's what comes up the letter Sweet. to Sigmund Freud. Cool. Random. Yeah. I don't know how to feel. I mean, knowing Lord, that wasn't on accident. Yeah. How do you feel about this song? I actually like it. This is the one of the songs that Lord wrote by herself. Yeah. Um, I, again, because mood ring, I'm so like focused on, I let this song like, go past me a lot similar to dominoes yeah I don't think this song has um like stuck with me that much but I didn't dislike it I did once again have an attachment because (laughs) it reminded me of home (laughs) 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 um no like the idea of sunshine it's very much fits into the sunshine music genre which is like an Australian and New Zealand genre of like for those of you who don't know um of like Spacey Jane and San Francisco, Tamer and Parlor, yeah. who happens to be from And w- like I'm a sucker for booster seat. I yeah. get it. I get it. it's like kind of visceral. There's imagery. You're on a beach. Ooh, yeah. It's Which cute. I like and it's from home, but I understand why people from Victoria are like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like it doesn't hit for me. And it doesn't need to. Yeah. I grew up in Canberra. I've never oh, seen yeah. an ocean once in my entire life. Like you lived in WA for like how many months I mean three years yeah look I did enjoy the beach while I was there but I like barely knew how to swim when I moved to Perth at the age of 11 and then I I got like absolutely thrashed in school swimming but yeah I so I don't the most analysis I did was when I searched up oceanic feeling and the first thing that came up was the letter written to Sigmund Freud and it's kind of nice it reminds me of beach days but also that's a very while like you can paint that as an oceanic experience there are states in Australia which don't fit into that like, yeah. I feel like Queensland WA probably experienced that feeling the most. New South Wales, maybe. Yeah. Victoria, Ta- um, Tassie and ACT, I'm not going to blame you. For Tassie's that. literally an island, so. It's cold there, though. <laughs> anyway, that's my summary of the album. The three songs that still stick out to me, which I said, Mood Ring, um, The Man with an Axe Broke Me, uh, like, as I said, Fallen Fruit, Secrets from a Girl. But special shout out to big star and stone from the now salon but I like every single one of these songs except for like I just don't care about dominoes that much 
Um, yeah, I don't care about the path. I'm sorry, I don't. I, there are only two albums where I know and love the f- opening title because I always listening to the open song in context of the rest of the album. The yeah. only two songs I've ever listened by themselves is the one by Taylor Swift and Bubblegum Bitch by Marina and the Diamonds. Actually, also I- Chef's Kiss. Also, Imagine by Ariana Grande. Um, <laughs> also Chef's Kiss. Exactly, but they're like they were also singles. Like they're yeah by themselves I think the path is a really good song in terms of what its purpose is to open the album we'll never listen to it by itself no um I like this album I just don't think it's just currently raining outside and I'm in Melbourne yeah the beach in Mandra so I think I hope my hope is that this album is gonna I'm gonna listen to it but it's gonna kind of sit there um you know like a fun little assurance just nugget and I'm going to slowly age into it and it's going to age with me like fine wine. But that was Lord's album, Bestie. <laughs> I would love to see where this romanticist era takes us. I'd also like to see it in, I mean, I think it is coming back in terms of film, but I would like to see it in other forms of art. Yeah. At the moment it is seems very much in books and music. I'm really excited to get a lot of movies that use really dreamy vignettes to kind of convey super dark themes I think that's going to be a great time Sophia Coppola Sophia Coppola's just quaking and I'm excited to get some like really dreamy cottagey albums I think it'll be great excited for Phoebe's next album oh yeah it is but it's gonna be it's gonna be good whenever she wants to we're here and we're ready whenever she whenever she wants see you all next week see ya um stay tight and hang loose. <laughs> <laughs>